Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. We're back for another week. Dun, dun, dun. Wide awake and ready to roll. Or something. I can't lie. You couldn't recognize the sarcasm in that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't, I don't think that's going to be our intro at any point in our adventures. No. Most likely. Yeah. But I did do a good job. Good morning. Good morning. Because really, I feel like, oh, man, like, did a flu just hit me like in the last one hour or something? I'm not sure. Like, it's crazy. All of a sudden, I just got overcome by nausea and stuff. I'm like, what the heck? <coughs> we'll find Love out. Grief. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. You're recovering from return from travels. Is that what for it is? I, I, I always have a re-entry issue. No matter what. It doesn't matter if I go, like, a day trip to Phoenix or, like, an overnight or a week in another state. Yeah. It seems like the recovery is equivalent. Like a couple of days of... And then you're in an airplane, so, you know, you get exposed. Oh, man. I was... I was... I was, like, Dean on Airborne the whole trip, too. Because, then, you know, I was going to see uh, my niece and nephew who are super immune... Fragile. Oh, compromised or whatever. Right, exactly. Something like that. So I was like, oh my god, I don't want to bring any bugs into the house. You know, big deal for that. Which sure. was good. Everything went well for all that. But I swear, like an hour ago, my body was just like, okay. And bam! <laughs> like, oh. It's so funny. I was literally in doing laundry last night. You mentioned being in the airplane. I was in mm. doing laundry last night and my uh, washing machine was like like really kind of getting going you know it was like right and i swear i had like <coughs> like ptsd symptoms uh like from a plane which was crazy because it's not like i had any negative experience on the plane really but right. i swear i was in there and it sounded like it was the engine and i was just like like instantly my heart started like racing i had anxiety i was like wow that's a lot Interesting. I know, yeah. right? Might be something I need to dig into there all of a sudden. The last three or four times that I've flown have been perfectly easy. And I flew to Missouri a couple of times. We had a family reunion and then we had a funeral that we had to go to. Right. And where both times I got no, like I didn't have to take off my belt and my shoes. Without, I didn't have to pay the extra skip the line stuff, uh -huh. but I just got waved through both times. One time I got stopped because I had a breakfast drink in my, I think we talked about that story. <laughs> I had a breakfast drink in my bag and had my bag searched. 
But in general, it has been a non-issue flying. And yeah. I still... Me too, talk- honestly. This trip was like that too as far as... It, it wasn't quite that easy, but it was just very, very... Yeah. And I still am traumatized though. Before I get there, the whole time, until I'm home, the whole flying experience is no longer pleasant for me either. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the differences in Europe, to see if it is a less stressful experience in Europe or not. No, huh? That will be interesting. I, I heard mean... it's like you can fly from country to country. Yeah, like... you just a hop, skip, and a jump from everywhere, and there's all those little twenty-minute flights everywhere. And it takes <coughs> a lot of a lot of the airports because I feel like we took a couple of those. And it feels like those, you know how airports here, when you take that hop, skip, and a jump, a lot of times you actually go outside to board your, there's no like concourse all the way up to the, to the right. door, if that makes sense. You have to walk outside through a parking lot and yes, over to where the planes are. Phoenix is, <laughs> and I feel like that's a lot what, what they were like over there. Those yeah. When I moved planes. to Phoenix, that was what it was like. So I might have a lot of little extra burps like that today. I don't know. Ooh, is that little, a burp? It was when, like like my little belly is so bubbly, and I don't know why. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to my TMI. Welcome to my bubbles. Yeah. So, what you smoking on uh, this fluey? I just finished rolling it up, and I'm about to light it right now. Nice. And at this moment, I'm smoking a little snow cap. No. Uh, and it's supposed to be a sativa. It's from Urban Greenhouse. Nice. It's supposed to be a hybrid, really. And that's honestly how it hits me. Like, it's cool. It's it's a good, uh, you know, it's a good middle of the day strain. Let, let me try it out real quick, and I'll let you know my first of the day. Okay. Yeah, so give me a minute on that. How about you? Tell me about your strain of the day. I got a couple things going on. Go figure. Huh. Um, I'm smoking today just a little green crack to get the day going because I don't feel ill, but I do have shit to do, and I'm not necessarily highly motivated. I have not been highly motivated, I will confess, for all of March. Well, I mean, we're not that far. Okay, we are that far into March. Damn, girl. It's quick. Oh, damn. This is my birthday month. Yay, me. Happy birthday. um, But for our strain of the day today, I thought I would unbox. We were talking about timeless vapes. And I have yet. I have yet to try Timeless. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, I've tried it, and I didn't love it the first time I tried it. But that was also, like, two years ago, maybe, or a year and a half ago. It was a long time ago. This is Solvent-Free Distilled Headband. And it says, hashtag taste the terps. And I honestly, I, I unboxed it. So I will tell you the cartridge, or they call it cart now i think is the cool oh okay. uh, does look just like the pura oh, pura okay. uh-huh. it has the same little like instead clear. of a math mouthpiece type of part it just kind of comes all the way up clear and around correct uh-huh. yeah 
which always reminds me, and again, why I like these carts better are purely for a sneaky reason because they um, look like perfume sample bottles to me. Uh, true. I figure I can toss them in my makeup bag and be discreet so much easier. No. Um, but once you open the box... Um, and I would like to talk about boxes later in our topic of the day. But um, there is a childproof small bottle inside, um, which I think is kind of nice for they're getting at least a little idea of how to safety proof them. Because I suppose you if mean a, that the cartridge comes in a bottle like that you are uh, carrying it in or whatever. It comes in a tiny little glass bottle with a childproof cap. Oh, okay, that's cute. Or for storing, or for because yeah, usually they just come in a box. Correct. So I think this is just their attempt at child safety. Um, I'm sure a kid could probably crack open a one of these cartridges if they tried hard enough and lick lick the goo out of it. I suppose it would taste like shit. But wait, wait, that, wait! Uh, they could lick the glue goo out. So I guess I really don't know what this looks like because. Um, no. Just talking about a cart in general. They're trying to childproof the cart the cartridges. Right. Shoot, those are adult proof for me. I can't. I haven't been able to break into a cartridge. Oh, I, I have really tried. I've opened a bunch yeah. because I used to want to fill my own. I was making my own vape juice back in the day when I was experimenting. It wasn't worth the effort. Right. Um, but I have taken a bunch apart. So I think that if they're thinking as a safety precaution, gotcha. if they put it in this glass jar with this childproof cap, it does prevent the kid from having access to the actual cartridge. Gotcha. So it is a nice step. And of course, I have to peel off all the goddamn stickers on the box, which I will talk about later, uh, to get the information um, about the actual product inside. <laughs> yeah. Let me like, prime Thanks this. for all the labels that actually have nothing to do with anything important on this packaging. But, are, re but are required by law. Yeah. So yeah, they make sure yeah. I don't get too much weed. Very terpy. <coughs> a little cough. Yeah, I've been a little extra coffee today anyway, so I'm not sure that it's it. Plus, you never know when you're the newest. The, and, and we should tell our listeners, too, if they're not familiar with using vapes. Um, it does take about four or five primes for me personally to get it to hit right. Yeah. You know, four quick, good pulls that you do not inhale. Then you don't get that cough. Yeah. Well, I also like to warn people because, you know, in my travels this week, uh, there could have been one or two people along the way that wanted to try my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So a one and a half to two second drag on a vape pen is plenty, people. Yeah. It's plenty, especially if you are not someone who does this all day, every day. Ha! So don't pick up somebody's pen and hit it until you feel like your lungs are full of vape because at that point your lungs are already so far past full that you about to be coughing for the next 30 minutes. So one and a half to two seconds, people. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've had friends and mind you, 
this is a friend of mine who's not partaking as often as I am, but has their card. Right. You know, so they're not virginal. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. But a lot of people that aren't virginal are virginal to the vape pens. Like, they're not familiar with how strong these things really are these days. You know, or, that, or they just haven't really used those yet. Exactly. Well, this guy, I even said what. <laughs> Sounds like it's hitting. <coughs> Sounds like timeless is hitting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I switched the battery up. Got a way bigger hit off a different battery than oh, I was yeah. that'll make a huge difference that will so anyways this guy I was warning him ahead of time exactly that like Look hey this like is not the usual vape. <laughs> I got a phone call from his wife like an hour later <laughs> the fuck he is so wasted that's like, hilarious he not my problem right <laughs> It's yours. Sorry. Good luck. I gave the I gave the disclaimers. But it's more of the and the same thing happened when I made edibles was the hey, only eat five kernels of caramel corn until you know how it hits right. you. Meet still get to call every day. I ate the whole box. I right. for days. Oh my god. Right. I, can't I told you. So listen to people when they tell you. I'm just saying. Just saying. Listen, folks. Listen. You ain't all that. It's funny how many stories I heard this week of that exact story, though. Like, I mean, I swear every person who's like, oh, no, I don't do marijuana. I stay away from cannabis. I swear every single one of them has a story of the time they did. And it always includes an edible. And it always includes them eating the whole thing, even though most of the time... They were told along the way not to, but then they just got like mindless thinking they were just eating a regular snack, forgetting it was medicated. And then all of a sudden, an hour later, getting blasted by the (laughs) crossing of the blood brain Tell people, (laughs) like, take your dose out, put it on the table, take the edible, put it on top of the refrigerator. Right, wrap it back up and put it away. Do not leave it out. Do not leave the bag of gummies on the table because you will get high and you will forget you've already eaten five. Right. A lot of times I forget that I'm medicated because like yeah. – and I just wrote a article about that, about being high and not getting high and yada, yada. Right. But there's a lot of times where I'll do a small piece of edible in the morning and start my day and we've talked about this. You look back and you're like, wow, I got a – Hell is shit done today. How did I do that? Right. And I feel good. And then then I remember. Oh, oh yeah. Grams of a candy bar this morning. Go right. figure. So yeah, it's all <laughs> I I actually had a moment of being like, oopsie, uh, during my trip. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I had purchased and uh yeah, okay, I had some super strong uh little they're like um they're from um the infusion uh edibles is that what they're called uh, anyway i'll look them up but they're called dank dots right and they're like 50 milligrams a piece each gummy is 50 milligrams and of course in a pack they're very expensive so it's not like you're gonna like be like oh those are just regular old gummies i mean shoot those they were expensive but 
I was getting on my last flight, having all this anxiety that I just again described to you again. And, you know, and I get the nausea and stuff. So I had the Dramamine. I was trying to keep the bugs away. So I had the airborne, you know, I had all the stuff going on. And then I was like, okay, it's an evening flight. Cool. I have two gummies left. I'm going to take both of them. Because 50 just wasn't doing anything for me anyways. I don't even know if they're really very accurate or not, but it wasn't doing much for me at 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go ahead and have two of them. So I doubled it. And then right after I ate it, I was like, huh, I just doubled that instead of just having maybe a little bit more than 50. I hope that's going to be okay. <laughs> and then I got on a plane and oh, I made it home safe. crap. <clears throat> I know. I did make it home safe. thing is, I can't sleep on planes. And I couldn't sleep on the plane even with that, honestly. I might have slept for like five, ten minutes or something. Uh, but I was super tired on my layover, I could tell you that, as I got off and it, it was time to uh, move over. But I didn't have time to be tired. You know, I had to basically run to the next... Uh, run to the next gate, get back on another plane and keep flying. So it turned out fine. But for a moment there, I was like, oh, crap. That maybe wasn't the best yeah. idea to just go ahead and pop two of them in my mouth instead of only one. Yeah. And especially on a trapped metal tube in the sky. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And especially, <laughs> I already know I get nausea, nausea and I already get uh, sleepy and it's going to be late and I have no idea if it's going to like just knock me out so much that I like sleep. You know, like, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen for sure. The EMTs are waking <laughs> you to change flights. Yeah, to the like, hey, uh, wake up. You need to get off the plane. <laughs> we're we're leaving to go back where we just came from. <laughs> you don't want a return trip. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that did not happen. I actually was fine. Uh, I was surprisingly fine, actually, I felt. I was like, oh, well, I don't even really honestly... I was I was tired, but that was about it. So, and it wasn't right. so tired that I uh, couldn't wake up and do everything, and you know, make it everywhere, and all the things. Everything was good. You can handle your cannabis. I apparently can. Yeah, <laughs> is what the word is. Word on the street is, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Ugh. We've heard rumor. Yeah. We've heard rumor. So, all right. So, that is what we're up to this morning. All right. So, come back at you guys in a few minutes with our uh, our story of the day. So, yes. what, what, what's the word on time list, though? I mean, is it a yes? No? What? What's up? It's a definite yes. I definitely feel it. Feel just those couple of puffs I feel in my body. A definite nice body hit. My shoulders feel relaxed. They have not all day. And this is, um, I don't know if I mentioned the strain was headband. Yes, you did. Okay. I've had so that, that before. Yeah, one of my all-time faves always. It's a hybrid, but I think it's, uh, for me, an indica-leading hybrid. It's always been a mellow, creative, relaxing strain for me. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm on that snow cap, and I do, I do have about half a joint in me now, and I will say definitely feeling somewhat better. I still feel the little nag of the nausea underneath, but it's at bay for right now, so perfect. 
Nice. So two wins for today, Timeless and Snowcap from Urban Greenhouse. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to you in a minute. See you on the other side. And we're back. And we're back. So what's the news of the day? I am, I don't know if we want to rant today, but I did a couple of dispensary visits since you and I have last talked. And I got some freebies, and I actually went specifically to purchase um, one kind of candy bar. And I noticed an issue. (laughs) And no one's to blame for the issue, but the issue needs to be looked at. What's Uh, the issue? Tell me everything. Dispensary is required to put certain tags of their own on products that they're selling it's basically they buy them almost like in a wholesale thing and resell them keep right the right um when, when i had an edible line i didn't like just stock their shelves they bought them from me and resold them so they have their own state stickers like the i, I should have one handy i'll grab one but i do have a different one handy they have their their packaging sticker. They have their weight sticker. Flourish has a sticker. This guy has a sticker. It covers the whole damn box. So the candy bar, the whole back of the box was two dispensary stickers, one after another, which covered the whole back of the box. Then I got this little um, date brownie from Flourish. And it was a freebie from one of the dispensaries that I went to. Right. It covers the the sticker that they put on it covers the whole bottom of the box that says 100 milligram activated THC date brownie. Right. It covers the entire largest place where it shows the milligrams. The sticker does. So right. I would never have that. It does it has 100 milligrams smaller on the side of the box, so at least it's somewhere else. But you hardly notice what it is. Because the 100 just looks like, I don't know, it's not necessarily great. Then I had to pull a sticker off to see the ingredients. The ingredients were covered. So it's just, the other one, the whole back of the candy bar box kind of describes the product. It describes like, hey, don't eat this whole thing. You will die. It doesn't really, but you know what I mean. That was like an 1100 milligram candy bar. So the instructions are important. Right. And they also do this on like topicals and things like that, or things that you would be planning to keep in your cabinet. And, you know, some of those stickers come off easily, but they don't all, they don't all. One here. So this is just the um, sticker they're required to put on and it has the harvest date of the products inside it has the milligrams the package id the batch number the dispensary license yada yada pull that off and guess what it says underneath taste the terps all natural terpenes ultra refined de-wax distilled high potency no peg pg vg or mct and the website all covered with the sticker Right. Let's see if I can. And the, and the problem is, like, yes, I'm pulling off the stickers. So the answer would be, well, just pull off the stickers. But a lot of times. People don't. 
or you pull you don't know that there's anything underneath it because why right. would they put a sticker over important right. information unless they were trying to cover it on purpose right i mean person and this timeless box happens to be like wax coated which is great because it does make the stickers come off right most things the flourish box is just like recycled brown paper and it did not this particular one did not pull off but the back sticker i can't even get off the box so i can't read the full whatever's written back here Well, and look at how much money brands spend on um on branding (laughs) on the packaging yeah i mean um they really also don't want these things covered they only have so much real estate on their packaging you know and then they start throwing these and the labels they throw on are so big and the dispensaries are just following the rules from what i understand but gonna like strategically determine where to put a sticker on a box because right. they're slapping it on a hundred boxes in an hour right you know is on them to get it done quick <clears throat> i've noticed even sometimes with the duchies that the taking off the sticker will affect the way i can open the package so sometimes i can't save the whole plastic wrap right because of the way those stickers are you and know- again I won't call out any specific dispensaries, but I've seen some dispensaries just throw the roll of stickers that at least the ones that pertain to me specifically with the product, just throw the whole roll of them in the bag instead of affixing each one to the item. I wonder if that is not in compliance somehow, or I mean, you know, could everybody do it like that? Right. And I have seen that as well. And I again, we won't, in case it is a compliance issue. Yeah, I won't. mean, it'd just be like, okay, then maybe they're putting me in charge of being the one to affix the sticker to each item. You know, I mean, I always get all the proper stickers for the items I have and everything. I've never had them make a mistake. How much you want to bet no one's been arrested for having a pack of duchies with the wrong sticker on it? Uh, I take the stickers off of my duchies immediately. I don't want them just to be off of everything. Yeah. Or the packaging just goes away completely. Right. And I did try to pull off the sticker off the back of my Flourish Brownie, and it did rip the, the package writing off. So it doesn't does not always come off. So yes, that that's my little. It's nothing major, but that is a pet peeve of mine this week. Okay. You got any stories this week besides? Well, you know, the big story this week was this situation where they busted into stage four cancer patients' uh, hospital room. Right. Searching for weed. Right. In a state that's already uh, voted in a legal program that will just only has like two or three more months before it's officially, you know. Just sorting out the paperwork. They're active, taking- basically. Right. Take Taking that application money. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, what state was that in, though, again? Do you remember? Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they're in there doing a search, and, and it's like, okay, they're just doing their job, and da-da-da-da, but you know what? That's some bullshit. That's what I call. I call bullshit on that. For several reasons. Yeah, um, I agree. 
for several reasons. One, first reason is, honestly, call me what you want, have whatever feelings you want about me, but I personally am not convinced that police are necessary at all. Okay, I think there's a lot of services we need in our communities, but I'm not personally convinced that police are actually a good um, version of one of those support services. So that's just for the start, okay? But past that, as a police officer, you still have, you know, some amount of agency and choice over yourself and your body. You know what I'm saying? You for sure. could choose to say, yeah, I'm going to draw a line right here and I'm not doing that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Send somebody else, whatever, whatever. But no, you're the person who's like, yeah, I got a job to do. So I'm going to go in here and search for marijuana and this cancer guy. You know, I mean, really? Like you are that egocentric? Really? You know, like, I mean, that's just like, oh. I mean, the worst display of, uh, you know, or the best display of why cops are literally completely unnecessary. Who were they protecting from what? Exactly. Exactly. Have you seen the guy try to explain himself? I mean, outrageous. He kept saying, we're just going to write you a ticket. and, And the patient even said, so I told you I took cannabis capsules in the parking lot. Right. Write me the ticket and get out. Well, from what I understood, you know, the report was somebody in that hospital, bitch ass. Yeah, exactly. Reported they smelled marijuana, right? Maybe he had a vape pen or whatever, whatever. Who even knows? Doesn't even matter. You just got to draw a line somewhere. Got to draw a line. Yeah. Apparently the cops thought that's what they were doing, too. Yeah. Well, they drew a line. And I see their line, and it's the wrong place. It's in the wrong damn place. That pissed I was, me off. Uh, my my husband was in the hospital, and the patient in the room next to us um, had a full time guard outside his door. Yeah. Um, and from what I understood, was shackled to his bed in the room next door. And they somehow got my husband and this guy mistaken. And lady started lecturing my husband about his alcohol and drug problem when he, Oh yeah. When he demanded to tell the nurse, the nurse had given him his medication the night before and had not told him what he'd given him. Uh So I had said, you know, they're required to tell you what they give you. They should always tell you exactly what medication they give you when they give it to you. Yeah. So you should tell them that. So when the nurse came in the next time, because he was very out of it and he was there for being disoriented. Uh-huh. And they gave him a drug that I felt would make him more disoriented. Like, I think it was the sleeping, that crazy sleeping pill that makes everybody crazy. Uh-huh. I'm like, why are they giving you crazy pills when you're here? Because you're crazy. Right. <laughs> And not really, but that's my right, short right. word. Sure. So the lady comes in with his little bucket of pills and he's like, what are you giving me? And she said, none of your business. You just need to take the, you just what? need to be, take your medicine or something like he's a toddler. Oh my God. I'm sitting in the chair next to him and, and he looks at me and he knows I'm about Uh-oh, ready to Oh, you about there. just about blew up her whole head with your eyeballs. Just looking oh. at her, her head almost exploded. 
So he said, well, you, you're required by law to tell me what you're giving me when you give me pills. And she then she proceeded to tell him, well, with uh, someone with an alcohol and drug problem like yourself, you don't need to be asking questions or something like that. Wow. I lost my mind. So, I mean, and that's totally off tangent, but my point But kind of and kind of not. Right. I mean, honestly. There's drugs being handed around. There's all kinds of shit going on in hospitals. There's plenty to keep people busy. And whether or not some guy is taking a cannabis capsule to help, and he's already refused. It's even in his chart that he's, what, refused opioids for pain? So this is his choice is to do RSO capsules, which I would totally be the same person. I would be right. the exact same person. Right. Like, Give me I'm going to have my medicine in here, and y'all better deal with it. And I would, you know, like to be able to talk to my doctors about that shit. And there are other cases where the um, I have seen cancer patients have discussed with their team, and they had a locked box, and only the family member could administer it to the patient. And, you know, they had all these protocols of working with it. And being honest, like right. I have a problem lying and I'll tell you right now. And I, I have, <laughs> there was a time when I was in the hospital. I did not know how sick I was apparently. Right. Apparently I could have died, Right. <laughs> but I didn't know that having a blood infection was a thing. Uh-huh. And I just thought that they were all making quite a big fuss over nothing. So I had driven myself to the hospital when they had called me back. I had not been aware they were going to admit me. Right. So my car was still at the hospital. Right. And ended up spending a week in the hospital. So like day two, people had calmed down. Nobody was, you know, like there. I didn't have a visitor. My husband had gone to work. Kids were in school. I remembered I had my car, and I went down to my car and smoked a bowl in my car. Right. And then just kind of what? And I will say I did still smoke cigarettes back then. Again, partly to, to disguise my weed habit. But so then I after I smoked pot in my car, mind you, in a hospital gown with my IV pole. Um, uh, uh- st- out of my car, swear to you, I had to keep the door cracked because you can't close the lines through. Right, right. So my pole is sticking out of right. the passenger side of my car. Then I walked over to the cigarette smoking area and kind of had a cigarette to fade out I'm my smell. Right. So going back up in the elevator. So you had oxygen on or what? No oxygen. Just I had some like. <laughs> Some super potent, super, super potent antibiotics going on. Yeah. But yeah, that same hospital stay, though, another time I was going downstairs to smoke a cigarette and my elevator person with me, this guy who had happened to be going down to smoke a cigarette too, or coming up maybe, um, I was like, I want whatever you're on. Just like joking because he was high AF. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, just don't eat your dinner. And that's how I got the Marinol. He's like, the nurses, because I was on the cancer floor because of my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I'm usually treated by oncologists. Um, he's like, all those nurses up there, just don't eat your food, and they will give you the Marinol pills. Nice. Did up with my Marinol. There is so much pot floating around hospitals is my point. 
They don't I mean, eat. pot is the best thing that's floating around on most of those floors in terms of the least harmful, most beneficial, probably. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. In Israel, in the hospital, <sighs> on the cancer ward, they give you a bag of vaped cannabis so you right. can medicate and control your own pain and studies all over the world have found that people are in control of their own pain that's why they give people morphine pump control so once you feel you have control of your pain a lot of the fear of it escalating subsides and then the anxiety it all makes everything better yeah and nurses um that i have known who have been wonderful people (laughs) yeah Many of them were heavy drug users. Let me just be honest. Right. Many, many of them. Not all, of course. Not all. Not all at all. Not all. But many. And those who actually just used marijuana were super awesome, generally speaking. Whereas some of the others were a little bit more like, wow, <sighs> yeah, that's a stressful job that they have to deal with there, you know, or whatever. But the point is, like, you know, marijuana is helpful to people. Cannabis is helpful to people, right? And so, oh, the stigma and, you know, all the stuff that surrounds it is like, it's so disappointing that people are having to deal with that in these type of crisis moments in their life, you know? And there um, are there are some signs of hope. The Cannabis Nurse Network was doing yes. their in San Diego, was that this weekend even, maybe? Perhaps. Um, but now there but are... it is some... the Cannabis Nurses Network, so plural nurses. And they, um, they are releasing some requirements so that nurses have to learn about cannabis. Is, am I getting that correct? We, we could probably get some more info on it. Yeah, we should definitely get some more info about it. I don't know the ins and outs, but I do know that there is a large and quickly growing body of work <clears throat> and network of nurses and real and health professionals who are out there, you know, providing health, who are learning more about the endocannabinoid system and yeah, I think what you're saying is correct. They're trying to put together some curriculum with regard to that or, or whatever it is, uh, maybe some requirements with regard to learning that information. So there are people on the ground inside in the medical um, industry. But in the meantime, I mean, our listeners, how does this affect them, us, you, you know? Well, for one... You know, not waiting. I, I I preach it all the time, but don't wait to find out how pot can help you till you need it. Right. Don't wait till you're in a crisis situation to figure out a crisis plan. You know, and that goes for any crisis in general. But with your health, you know, for me, Steve and I have, you know, obviously talked about our wishes, but we also know that we would maybe not tell our doctors, but we both know the other one would want cannabis as part of their treatment. You know what I mean? Like, right. Have a buddy be, be aware. Um, I've talked about also patients ask me about how to use cannabis for pain treatment. 
figure out those treatments ahead of time. You know, it's not it's not like it's a um, oxycotton where you shouldn't take it till you don't till you need it kind right. of thing. You know, find a Sunday where you got nothing you got to do, not a thing. <laughs> right. And and start taking a couple of Sundays to figure out what a good dose of RSO is for you. And figure out, you know, what point because whatever point knocks you out, you know, if you get to if you get to taking too much RSO, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to have a great day's sleep right. at night and maybe that night right. <laughs> too. Um, but it's not going to hit you as hard when you actually, your body's in pain. You, you don't have the same maybe negative side effects. I personally never call sleeping all day a negative side effect, but some people do. So have those things, you know, know I've those taken things. naps every day since I got back. Good job. Every day. Good job. Uh, we, uh. I think that knowing that when you're getting ready to go into the hospital or knowing, you know, what, what you like or what works well for you prior to needing it gives you a level of relief when the time comes that you do need it. You're like, Oh, I got this. Hey babe, (laughs) bring me my capsules in my RSO syringe. I fix this. And that I don't know that everybody is even interested in changing the system. Um, but again, it goes back to best practices and we can't do any of that shit until it's legal or decriminalized. Yeah. Not, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You have to stay stealth at this point in the game in the United States anyway. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, especially right now with everything being as kind of up in the air as it is and changing all the time here and there, mm-hmm. um, you know, we hope that those changes are happening in our favor. But when you talk about something like the the rules around mandated reporting and the rules, how many laws are affected by other laws right and how much it's like kind of a domino type of effect but also like each individual part has to get touched in order for it to be valid so you know even if they were to go legalize something here that doesn't mean that your doctor is going to be able to have open conversations about it tomorrow you know right that being said or that they would choose to risk their make their own risk Right, because that's still going to be a risk for them until, like, their rules get changed in accordance with this, with that, with that, with that, with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how the system works. It's a slow-moving beast, and we hope it's moving in our direction, but, but it's not there. That being said, there are doctors who have already chosen to take on that risk. They do exist. You know what I'm saying? And, um... You know, if you're in a situation where you are, I think, I think that if you're in a situation where you're really, um, intent on using cannabis as a part of your wellness, then, you know, 
you got to set yourself up for that as much as you possibly can. So even if you can't tell all your doctors about it, you know, maybe you can find a naturopath or somebody else that you can have on the team that you can talk to about it. They are, you know, okay with it and willing to keep your secret, so to speak, but also give you good advice on the whole of what you're doing. You know, there could be ways to integrate that into your plan. I've told every doctor I've ever had, in the last uh, eight year, nine years. Yeah. They all know that I use cannabis. Yeah. I wave the flag. Not everybody can. It's, you know, what right. we do for things. So people have was, different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not had a doctor that has had a problem with it. Given my diagnosis and being, re- uh, I don't know if the word is need, but being, um, Having a diagnosis where it is very easy to obtain any kind of pain medicine that I would desire. Right. I They've tried to give me methadone and fentanyl, so. Right. It's not. Well, they're a, like, oh, cannabis? Yeah. Let's. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Sounds like, good. Right. I'm gonna, but not- they are writing that on your notes. Yeah. Somewhere. It's on your notes. It's in my notes. It's all over my paperwork. And your it's insurance every- knows that then. Um, I don't even know don't care right Fuck. i don't that's me though right and and i've also had more fights i also raised a daughter of with muscular dystrophy right so i learned really young in my 20s that doctors didn't know everything and to tell them no and and had to tell yes. doctors no a few times for her yeah you like, gotta blaze your own health trail they have you know a hundred two hundred a thousand people they're dealing with you have one, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, they're not spending twenty four hours in this alien body of mine, so right. or whatever, you know, making their decisions based on a full picture. Right. They're making their their decisions based on their education and the five minutes, if that, that I talked to them about what was going on. Yeah. So, as far as. Finding a doctor in your daily life that's going to educate you about using cannabis, at this point, I can Uh. say with great confidence that 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 search will be fruitless. Um, Trying to find a resource might be Cannabis Nurses Network for something similar to. Or Pot of Wellness or your own. Or us, yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying as far as finding one doctor yeah you know unless you're lucky enough to go see um dr sulak right where's he at somewhere in the northeast right yes i want to say massachusetts rhode island right somewhere like that um they're very far and few between and and harder to find and then you go back to people want cannabis to be this very clear-cut medical regimen that you smoke this and you get that and based on people's metabolism and how the different terpenes affect them it's not the case yeah i mean that the truth is in a lot of ways you would get uh the best or closest type of resource for that kind of information that would be similar to cannabis, but probably would not include cannabis would be like some kind of a, you know, herbal remedy type 
place. I don't even know. <laughs> Apothecary. But, you know, they don't have those anymore. So I don't even know what that would be anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like there was a TV show with a with a character on it recently where she had a little, like, shop like that where you could come in and, you know, see, like, all the different herbs I want. So I need some of this and some of that and, you know. Oh, they have those in Cali for sure. Yeah, what do they call that, though? What's that place? What's that called? Oh. I guess it'd be like an herbalist, kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had one, I got, uh, when we had the co-op, I was lucky enough, we got invited out by Venice Cookie Company out of Venice, California. Um, I think we were, we thought we were going to tour their facility, but we ended up, they got busy and we ended up like visiting their dispensary that wasn't a dispensary. So they had, and I couldn't buy because I didn't have my card or I don't remember and I had gotten a local, like, weekend pot card. Right, right. <laughs> it only worked in, like, three stores. It was very weird. <laughs> right. So they gave me a gift bag. Um, but they did have one counter that was, like, a, almost like an old soda shop, like an old soda fountain counter. Uh-huh. Like, it, with little stools. And then they had a whole wall of jars of herbs. So this lady would cut do a consult with someone at like the bar right and concoct their own herbal right mixture and then they could take it home and make tea right. so it was very cool it was beautiful it'd be great when we could do that with pot it would be great and honestly i feel like there was actually one place in amsterdam that was like that uh when my sister and i went there and i do i actually i think i do have the the menu from the place but uh who knows where it is right now it's in a box somewhere Anyways, it was kind of like that. It was very much uh, uh, like an herbalist, but um, but with weed. And they had, you know, they were like really, We I compared it to um, sommelier type of feeling, you know, at the time because I had never been to an herbalist. But it was really great. We should find, that's what dispensaries should be like. Yes. We used to call it my friend when I we used to joke because I, I have a restaurant and when we opened the restaurant the first I don't know two months before um, maybe six months after we were at so many wine tastings doing the wine list right. and I finally told somebody I wanted to be a sommelier <laughs> <laughs> for for marijuana and yeah. Hell with this Somalia thing. Exactly. <laughs> They're always at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd go to a wine tasting and I even, you know, after, <sighs> I mean, I went to my first one probably 15 years ago and got so drunk. Right. It was stupid, but right. I learned how to go to wine tastings and still I get to buzz, even though I spit, spit and dump. Oh. Um, they always at two o'clock in the afternoon, so like, yeah, it'd be four o'clock and have like that half a hazy hangover and yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think the um, sommelier <laughs> is a concept, and there actually is a company out of Colorado, um, and it's the terpening course that they offer. Um, oh. Uh-huh. I am on the wait list to be a uh, 
oh, I forget, like an early adopter of their online course or something. I haven't heard from – maybe it's an ambassador of their terpene. So I'm not going to talk too much about them unless I become an ambassador. No, but <laughs> – you can take the course in person. They're starting to branch out. I know Copper State here in Arizona. Um, they went out to Copper State and gave their class. I was so jealous. Um, I think I just read recently they were in Michigan giving their class. And what they're literally teaching, they have a loop, like a sommelier. They have their their chart, and you start identifying the terpenes by scent and and developing a nose for the um, properties the plant can offer a patient just by the scent of the bud. I mean, that sounds like a medicine practice to me. That's my shit right there, man. That is so I love it. So I knew it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people do Reiki. Some people do massage some people do like crystal readings i sniff your weed you could sniff out the right weed mixtures for people like you need a little bit of this and a little bit of that and we're gonna grind up a little bit of these in there like a truffle pig yes (laughs) i love it well, I uh, think we kind of t- covered our topic today. I don't even know that that was going to be our topic, but it sounds like our topic is a little bit to do with like maybe the healthcare system and yeah. cannabis and how to work with it, without it, in it, out of it, you know, but ultimately the message is your life, your choice. You know what I'm saying? I do this with my daughter all the time. Your body, your choice. Your body, your choice. Uh, So she knows like nobody has the right to touch her or do anything to her body that she doesn't want. Right. Um, And, you know, that's the message for all of our listeners too is it's your body, your choice. And even if there are laws in place that would try to make it not your choice, if there are uh, different things, you know, um, make a plan. You do have rights. Sometimes you have rights that, you know, and sometimes you don't like you might be a cancer patient that gets arrested because you have marijuana in your, in your belongings. You know, I can't say that that won't happen. Right. What I can say is try to be smart about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take your care into your own hands, but try to be smart about it. Do what you can to prepare yourself and those that you love around you. Try think to have, it, go ahead. Think through. Think it through. Yeah. Think it through. Be yeah. be 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 ready for it as far as the discussions. Right. You may not be able to discuss it in an emergency. So right. you know, have, have people just be aware and you know, like, hey, if I end up in the hospital and I can't tell you, go find some RSO and have it ready when I wake up. Right. <laughs> like, or you know. Right. Whatever conversation may be you're not going to pull out a blunt in your hospital room no probably aren't going to be able to pull off a vape unless you're used to vaping and are very cool about it i, I can mean, pull a vape yeah. but <laughs> but with some difficulty especially in some scenarios because nurses do be in and out like boom 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 you know like all the time and yeah. you know it's tough if you're stuck in a bed you know yeah you might just be stuck but you don't want to be stuck and you know in pain 
Absolutely. No, 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 no. Or no. taking stuff that you don't feel comfortable taking, you know? Me, I'm like, shoot, give me the morphine. I can get morphine right now? Yeah. Pump me up. Oh. What? Not me. I can't. Morphine makes my skin feel like it's covered with ants. Ooh, Bite, terrible. Biting ants. That's oh, awful. Horrible. Yeah. See, terrible. Gotta so, have these discussions ahead of time. Yeah. Have the discussions. You know, take care of business. Take care of yourself. Be a warrior for your own health uh, and for your own plans. You know. I think and, that's a solid plan. And then vote. In favor of yourself, advocate so you don't have. There we go. There's, there's. I made a rhyme. Advocate, advocate so you don't have to wait. Yeah. All right. All right. Peace out, y'all. Stay lifted. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.